girl. Hey, girl. I'm Carmen. And I'm Tyler Janae. This is the Friendly Black Girls Podcast. And we We are the Friendly Black Girls. And we are here with our amazing guest, Samantha Liberal. How are you? I'm good. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. <laughs> now, did I pronounce your last name right? Yes, Samantha Liberal. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, welcome to the Friendly Black Girls Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, so we've worked with you in the past. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we hosted an event with you virtually, and it was yes. amazing. And yes. you did some special customized content for Aww. our members, <laughs> which was awesome. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, and how did you get into this work that you do? Okay, well, first and foremost, my name is Samantha D. Liberal. Um, I'm the friendship enthusiast, your friendship coach. I uh, actually am from Miami, Florida, actually born in Nassau, Nassau, Bahamas. But um, I started Pure Friendships out of just uh, random pain. Um, I was going through a breakup with a boyfriend, and it had nothing to do with friendship, but this is something that God had kind of like put on my heart mm-hmm. about two years before, but I had kind of just kept doing my own thing, doing my own thing. And then I got through the breakup and I woke up one day, I was like, you know what, instead of focusing on a man, let me focus on my purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been the social butterfly. I've always been the girl that had a whole bunch of friends. It was always like, Sam, there she go making another friend again. <laughs> That's Who's me. That? Me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my friends was like, always like, okay. So I realized it was just my gift. I have a passion and love for having friends. And yeah. so, you know, God was like, I just want you to talk about this because what God showed me was that this was going to be a major topic for years to come. And that's literally what happened. This was about five years ago, back in 2018. And as we see now, Mm -hmm. we are doing this thing. We're talking about friendships because it's something that we need, Mm -hmm. especially in the black girl community. Like Mm -hmm. we need each other. And so I'm just fortunate that I can be a part of it and just share spaces like this with Mm -hmm. wonderful women like you and to talk about the importance of friendship and how to navigate it, even as adults, because we didn't really learn it in school, right? Not at all. No, we definitely didn't. I feel like we never really, really talked about it. (laughs) Even in like childhood, you know, your parents would tell you, you know, of course, be nice to your friends, Mm -hmm. do unto others as you would have them do, you know, that kind of thing. But we never really got into it into it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the focus is always on um, romantic relationships yep. as opposed yep. to platonic. So I'm just when I found your page, mm-hmm. I was just in awe. I'm like, wow, somebody is really taking friendship seriously <laughs> enough yeah. to make this what she you know, her living, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. she does. Yeah. That's just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um so before we get into our questions, mm-hmm. I want we did a fun little uh, quiz, you and I, Tyler, because mm-hmm. um, I really, really am obsessed with Insecure, um, the show. Oh my gosh! Really obsessed <laughs> with it. Hate that it went off the air. I know. Um, so we did a quiz to see which Insecure character we were. All right. So I ended up getting Issa right or Issa, mm-hmm. and it says if you got Issa, you are a creative and independent thinker who has a quirky sense of humor. You value your close relationships and have a passion for making a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. You may sometimes feel insecure about your place in the world, Mm -hmm. but you have a strong sense of self that guides you through life's challenges. So Mm -hmm. I was really glad to get Issa because (laughs) I just love, I loved her character on the Mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Tyler, what did you end up getting? I got Issa as well. Okay. Which is why we get along so well. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. We do get along well. Um, You know, Issa has just always been trying to navigate her way through life and friendships and you know at the end of the season Mm -hmm. being able to see kind of like it her 
relationship with her friend being up in the air. Mm-hmm. I've definitely experienced that, you know, before. But Issa, she just she just does what she needs to do, yeah. and you know, she's supportive. Yeah. But she's sometimes kind of just like la 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 la. Yeah, la, la, in her own world. Now, did you ever get a chance to watch the show at all? So, fun fact. Okay. I literally was watching the show earlier today. Why are you? I was like, I want to start from the top because I wanted to watch the show and literally was sitting down watching the show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just be speaking to you. He just be speaking to you. So, I'm like, come on, Jesus. Okay. So, what... So what character do you, do you think, think you would I'm be? Issa. Okay. I think I'm an Issa. I love how she is like straightforward and blunt, even behind closed doors mm-hmm. or with her friends, you know, mm-hmm. or with her feelings. And she's not afraid to express herself in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, looking in the mirror, having those two-sided conversations with herself. It was always a thing. You know, wanting to show up as herself, wanting to be like this creative. Like, I absolutely love that about her. And I think yeah. that reminds me of myself. Just yeah. being that creative. Why do you think nobody wants to be Molly. <laughs> like, you hear nobody yeah, say, Yeah, what like, is it about Molly? Molly? Like, because just speaking more about their friendship, because mm-hmm. I want you to dissect their friendship for okay. us. <laughs> um, but Molly kind of got the bad rap, mm-hmm. I think, throughout the whole season, even though when you go back and look at the episode, sometimes you're like, ooh, Issa, you kind of was tripping a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I will say, I think Issa made more, more of an effort to kind of... Um, try to resolve the yeah. issues that they were having. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the Molly Issa friendship? Mm-hmm. So I didn't see all the episodes mm-hmm. um, for Insecure, but from the few episodes that I did see, I feel like Molly just internalized a lot of things that happened in the friendship. She took a lot of things personal. And yeah. sometimes, even if we come up with something in a, like, let's say we have a joke or whatever, and we say something to our friends, that isn't necessarily to categorize them. Right. But we made a joke just to lighten the moment. They take it personally, and let's say we take that joke and we create something else with it. Mm-hmm. Now they think that we're related to what you created. And I think yeah. that happened with Molly on the show, where she felt like, you know, the whole broken thing. The broken oh. pee. <laughs> the broken punani. So like, wait, you talk about me? No, it's like I made a joke about it because it was something I had been researching on. Yeah. And in the moment, I wanted to make you happy. Yeah. But I also needed that same bag in another moment in my life to kind of like shine. And I used it not necessarily because I wanted to make you feel some type of way. No one knew about that. Yeah. But us. That was between us. So if you took it personal and felt like you were embarrassed, it was a different level of insecurity. Yeah. And I do agree that Issa Rae would like literally initiate the apologies, initiate the conversations and be very um, straightforward with that. And it's good to have friends like that because communication is so important to me. And if you can't have communication in a friendship, it won't last. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to make us get through all the hurdles. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. And when we talk about friendship breakups, which we're about to get into in a minute, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, to your point, (laughs) communication is key um, Mm -hmm. because... A lot of times we can be thinking things that aren't really happening. We can be oh projecting. Gosh. We can be coming up with our own narratives and scenarios in mm-hmm. our head. Mm-hmm. And that's not really time. actually what's going on. Exactly. And if we just would have got on a phone call or got on a text, you know, thread mm-hmm. or a Zoom call or whatever mm-hmm. and just had the conversation, then we wouldn't actually be experiencing what we're experiencing. Exactly. So, um I'm going to let y'all know my thoughts as mm-hmm. I go back and watch Insecure, and mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I still have the same opinion of Issa and the Molly situation, but I feel like I'm still coming out, come out with the same um, thoughts on mm-hmm. that. Um, so let's get into a quick game okay. of this or that, <laughs> Friendship Edition, mm. all right? So for this game, we are going to be talking about what you rather do 
in your friendships, okay? Mm. Okay. So the first question we have is, girls' night in or girls' night out? I like a girl's night out. We outside. We outside, y'all. We outside. Yes, outside. Okay. What about you, Tyler? I'm a girl's night in. Are you? I want to be inside where it's safe and snacks (laughs) and movies and chit chat. Outside, it's just so many things that could go wrong. There's so many things that could happen. You're right. Mm -hmm. Especially when you boot up. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, <laughs> martinis or mimosas. Now I know you're on your dry January right now, but martinis or mimosas. I'll do martinis all day. Okay. Yes, I'll do that. The I champagne like, I is don't just know you. Yeah. Well, who are you? The champagne is too Drakeish for me. You know, it's just it's too Drakeish for me. No, champagne really messes me up. So I I know to stay away from that. So I'll I'll, I'll do like a what is it Bellini? Bellini. Bellini. Yeah. I'll do that. I don't mind. A Bellini, but the mimosas be they'll be a little too strong for me. And it's crazy I could drink any other type of liquor and be fine, but that champagne. So mimosas are that drink that just kind of mess you up on the low. Like I if just, you just what's this? if you have like one too many, it's a wrap for yeah, you. Yeah, but sorry, I love I love mimosas. They're good. So, they are good. Yeah. They taste good. I just know what it does to me. So wisdom, yeah. wisdom. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so. Do you want to do a day party or do you want to go clubbing at night? Oh, we day partying all day, baby. Give me a day party. Give me a day party so we can hit up a day party together. Okay. But she's going to be drinking the martinis and we're going to be drinking the mimosas. Okay. All right. There you go. (laughs) Spa day or shopping day? Oh, my God. Mm, That's a tough one. Now, let me let y'all know. I could do both of everything. Okay? I can run it up either way. But if I had to choose, I would do spa day. Like, I love me to be too. pampered. I love, yeah, I'm doing spa days. It's giving spa for me as well. Yeah. Same. Shopping, I like to do by myself. You know, I want to be in me the mood. Me too. I agree with that. Yeah. Give me some Auntie Anne's and mm-hmm. some coffee. Yeah. Y'all yeah. don't want nobody rushing me. Me yeah. neither. Okay. <laughs> so would you rather do a text or a phone call? Ooh. With your friends. Okay. So, because I'm the friendship enthusiast, <laughs> I have a different... Politically correct I, answer? Yes, I look at things differently. I look at I look at the moment. Does this require a call? Does uh-huh. this require text, texting? I uh-huh. think we need to be balanced in that way. Um, I have friends who just don't like texting at all, and I think it's not cool sometimes, but I love them either way. But um, the people who benefit the most out of most friendships are the ones who can balance the communication styles amongst their friends. Agreed. You got people who love reels. They love to, you know, they like voice notes. I'm a voice noter, but everybody can't listen Same. to my 30, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. Y'all would be, y'all would just, y'all would be my nightmares. But if you were my friends, I would just have to listen. Like, I have friends that send me voice notes, and I'm like, oh, my God, let me schedule a time to listen to this voice note. <laughs> Not but, schedule a time. But then I also have have friends that want to FaceTime me all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, that too. And I cannot stand FaceTime. Yeah. But because I love them, I'm like, hey, girl, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> um, but I think I prefer text. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. like a phone Yeah, I'm person. more of a text person, too. Yeah. But I'll pick up the phone and I, if I have to. I yeah, will. yeah, me I too. Um, so one best friend or a large group of friends? So I have two best friends, and okay. I think that's enough. I've had large groups of friends, and I do know a lot of people. You know, Mm -hmm. I do have a lot of friends. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Y'all know it comes with the territory of what I do. Um, But 
I learned too, even when I was transitioning into starting pure friendships, I had one birthday where I had like 35 friends at the table. Wow. And the following year after I started pure friendships, I had two. Hmm. Simply because things happen and people can't adjust to how you've transitioned your life and you started moving towards purpose. It was just a shocker. Nobody understand, understood it. No one knew what I was doing. It was like, what's a friendship coach? What is this? (laughs) Okay. So do you think people started to get offended that you were calling yourself a friendship Um, enthusiast? Probably. Um, It's not far fetched though. Cause Mm -hmm. I've plenty of people came up to me. as like, this is you, this, you were born for this, Mm -hmm. but I think internalizing it is like, okay, well, we were friends with her too. Like why, you know, like yeah. why can't we be a part of this? And it's not that I excluded anyone. Mm. It's just a lot of times people can't t- see you take ownership of what you're called to. Mm. And that was a huge wake up call for me. So um, quantity wasn't always a big issue, but I realized that quantity isn't all that. Mm. And once you have those core people, your inner so- circle, that's what's most important. Yeah. So two best friends for me is enough. Two best friends. I can have a few close friends. I can have tons of acquaintances and casual friends. I absolutely love them because they play yeah. a certain role in my life. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's that. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a follow-up question. Yeah. yeah. So you said you have two best friends. Yeah. Right? So you believe that you can have multiple best friends. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are like, uh-uh. I used like, to have five. Woo! Yeah, the five was part <laughs> of the thirty. Of work. Part of the 35 that's no longer um, here. But okay. I used to have five best friends, and it worked out. You know, everybody, I had individual relationships with everyone, and they were my best friends. These are the five people that I would call. These were the five people I traveled with. You know, uh, I went through spiritual growth with a whole bunch of stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Being able to clarify, to have a nice group chat where you wake up and you do brunch and Mm -hmm. you go on the group, you know, go on the group trips and stuff like that. That's awesome. I think for me, same, you know, one or two best friends, I think is good enough for me, especially at this age, you know, Mm -hmm. pushing 40. It's like, how many friends can you actually juggle Mm -hmm. at this point? Um, (laughs) It's like a relationship. Right. No, No, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Planned events or spontaneous events? Spontaneous. Really? Spontaneous me. Mm-mm. I got to plan it. Oh. I got to plan it. I'm like, please. Please Listen. have it planned. Where, when, what am I wearing? Come yeah. on. <laughs> so you're spontaneous. I'm spontaneous, yeah. Wake me up, let me know. Okay, we doing something today? Okay, cool. I like, love that. I, I, yeah, that's me. But everybody needs a spontaneous friend. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a friend because every once in a while, even for me, like I'll just wake up and be like, okay, I ain't doing nothing today. I want to go to brunch. Mm-hmm. And there's always a friend that's like, okay, girl, I'm there. Mm-hmm. And you need that one person. Like when you're like, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. I want, let's go out for a drink. Yep. Like mm-hmm. you need that person who can literally get up, hop and go. And I'm that, I'm that girl. Yeah. <laughs> so the last question is about a movie. Two movies. Oh, hopefully I saw them. <laughs> Waiting to Excel. Okay. Or Girls Trip. Girls Trip. Girls Trip. Girls Trip. Yes, because I feel like it was more, there's more liberation okay. in that movie. And maybe the liberal in me. The liberal in me. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important for us um, as friends to see all sides of our friends, especially mm-hmm. the free side. And how are you outside? And in the wild, what does that look like? Because that really depicts um, our inner selves and mm-hmm. how, you know, we are with other people towards other people. I think, like, waiting to excel was more of a, like, okay, this is what I'm going through. It can easily turn into trauma bonds. It can easily turn into, like, oh, let's just discuss all the bad things that are going on in my relationship. And you're, you're celebrating or, you know, 
just sighing over relationships. And I don't, I'm tired of those girlfriend moments. <laughs> I want the, hey girl, we outside, we celebrating us. We're going to go have a good time. We're celebrating a mm-hmm. friendship. We're celebrating your career. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do those type of things. Cause, it's crazy because I just watched Waiting to Excel again mm-hmm. and I fell in love all over again. And I, okay. I understand what you're saying. I need to watch it again. One of the things I loved about it was once they got down in the dumps with Bernadine after mm-hmm. her divorce, they had that house party and they were mm-hmm. drinking champagne and they were dancing. But then the movie transitioned into them getting up and dancing and singing yeah. and laughing. And I thought to myself, man, that's such a real moment mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you could be with your girls one minute, y'all crying y'all eyes out. That too. And the next minute, y'all taking shots mm-hmm. and up. loving on mm-hmm. each other and like, yo, mm-hmm. we, yo, you know what? You don't need him. You know, let's go, yeah. you know, get our money up. So mm-hmm. um, I think I would choose Waiting to Exhale just because I feel like it's just so nostalgic and I just love that movie. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. one. What about that's you? A good one. I would say Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there is so much you can learn from your friends so on a trip. Many. Yes. So much good so many things. and bad. And yes. bad. You know, so. <laughs> let's not talk about those Miami trips. Like, girl. Girl, scandalous. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the friendship breakups, leaving friends yes. behind in um, the new year. So mm-hmm. um, did you want to talk about the Sky Jackson? You have that clip? Yeah. So Sky Jackson just kind of broke down her feelings on having to leave a lot of friends. Something you left behind in 2022. A lot of my friends. They had to go. Any specific reason? They just were bad energy. You just, new year, you got to level up. And if they're not w- ready to level up, you can't bring them with you. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on okay. that? So, that's a really good clip. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I've learned through friendship coaching and just dealing with the whole friendship scenario in general is that a breakup is going to happen whether or not you want it to. Mm-hmm. Now, the breakup is a version of ourselves. Oh, tell me more. Yes, yes, yes. So there's every step of the friendship, depending on where the friendship is supposed to take you, the breakup is going to happen. Meaning there is going to come a point where you guys are going to have to break up with the old version of yourselves. That's why I always tell people, become a friend with yourself first before you can be a that friend part. to somebody else. <laughs> because what's going to end up happening is you're going to have to break up with versions of yourself that you no longer are to walk into the next season. Mm-hmm. Your friends are going to break up with who they used to be. Ooh. If you don't break up with who you used to be to yourself, you might miss out on some of the friendships that are moving forward and growing. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that's what ends up happening, whether you're going to break up with me as a friend or we're just going to both break up with this old version of ourselves and we're going to go for the best versions of ourselves. I love that. It's a continuous thing. I wake up every day and I'm going to make a decision to become a better friend to not just the people mm-hmm. around me, but to myself. Yeah. Because if someone decides to leave because they want to personally grow it's because you're not deciding the same decision. Wow. Accountability across yeah. the board. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That hit home. Yeah. That hit home. So, um, have you ever experienced a friendship breakup? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> too many. Too many. Um, but they're blessings for me now, okay. you know, because I now look at, you know, breakups differently. I look at it from an introspective point of view. Like, what could I have learned and what did I do wrong in that friendship that caused us to break up? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't just blame myself. Sometimes I realize that it was them and it wasn't me, yeah. but I don't blame them for that. Because if I had to move forward and I had to move on, it's because 
they weren't willing to break up with that version of themselves. Mm. So then I, I had to break up with them. That's tough. I yeah, think I'm triggered, so I'm a pass it to Tyler. <laughs> what about you? We were just talking about this. Um, mm-hmm. Just having friendship breakups when there's people pleasing involved. Mm. And you feel like you're constantly like avoiding conflict. And you're just like, whatever you want, whatever mm-hmm. you need. And then you get to that point where you have the conversation like, I can't keep doing these things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's not helping me. It's not helping you. It's not helping our friendship. But also being scared and mm-hmm. worried that if you do communicate, you're going to lose that yeah. friend. Yeah. And eventually, you know, and for me, unfortunately, it it has happened multiple times. Yeah. Um, and so I guess my question for you would be, how do you even approach that conversation, especially when you've had it before, mm-hmm. right? Because you, there's multiple times you're like, "Look, I can't, I don't, I don't like this." They keep doing it. I don't like this. They keep doing it. When is it enough? Yeah, like how do you know it's time to break up? Yeah, when it's enough. Mm. When you realize that this person is not latching on to what I'm telling them. Mm. Like as long as you have communicated several times and you've had the conversation with them and they've taken note and they said, "Oh, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better." Okay, I hear you. I hear you. There's really no other conversation to be had after a certain point in time. I think we try so hard to hold on to people that it just, it ends up going bad anyway. It actually ends up being worse, Mm -hmm. you know? So what I would do in situations like that where I've already explained myself, we've already had the conversation, we've had the round table talks, we have the, we had the FaceTime, like, let's talk (laughs) about the round table. Who's at the red table? (laughs) And you still ain't act right. You still, we talked about this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I no longer need closure. I no longer need to, you know, explain this anymore because you're an adult We've decided that we were going to be a part of this friendship together. And it's mutual effort for you to pay attention to what you're doing, you know? And if I continue to say the same thing over and over, Mm -hmm. now now I become the controller. Mm -hmm. Now I become the friend that nags all the time. Exactly. Now I I carry this bad energy. Oh, my God. You know? That right there, the nagging. Oh, because like, you have to keep because you feel it, it feels like you're nagging because you have mm-hmm. to keep bringing up the conflict. Yes, because they keep avoiding the conflict. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had that happen in a friendship recently where and we're broken up now. Mm-hmm. But I was the one that was trying to initiate the communication mm-hmm. and the conversation. And she just flat out refused to talk mm. like she refused to have the conversation. So at that point, I was like, listen, <laughs> I told her, I was like, I'm not going to keep chasing behind you. No. I don't know why you think I need to chase after you to mm-hmm. talk to you about a, a conflict that we are both having in this mm-hmm. relationship, but I'm not about to do it anymore. No. And so, the you know, the friendship ended, but I was taken aback. Can you tell me why you think someone would do that? Like, why would someone just decide, hey, I'm not going to have this conversation at all? Some people don't like to be wrong and they're not vulnerable enough to face the facts of what's going on. So they don't mm-hmm. like confrontation. That's pretty much what happened to my friend. So when they didn't show up for me the following year um, after that birthday dinner, a few things happened they didn't show up to. I confronted them because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that's like, OK, we got to talk about this. Yeah. You know, we, you my friend. I should be able to come to you and talk to you about anything that's on for my sure. mind. And some people were just like flat out, no. I Like I would ask, like, can we have a conversation? They're like, no. <gasps> Yeah. I just think that's wow. so strange. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, a yeah, non-negotiable yeah. for me. Yeah. Gotta, I was like, go. no. And that was the last conversation we had. And I had yeah. to accept that. Because if you're not ready to have that conversation and you don't have the capacity for it, mm. I can't force you. And it just means that I have to move on. Mm-hmm. It means that we're done here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ah, yeah, that mm-hmm. it hurts. It hurts mm-hmm. when you've been friends with someone for so long and they mm-hmm. just flat out say, no, I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And kind of make a villain out of you, make you the enemy. Yeah. Um, that's just, it, it really does suck. Um, so talking about, so we already talked about what are some, um, how do we know when to break up? But mm-hmm. what are some signs that your friendship is on the verge of breaking up? Non-communication, mm-hmm. avoiding um, when they don't celebrate you, let's say you have like a small win or something happens and they don't acknowledge the things that are happening in your life. Yeah. Uh, those are signs when they stop doing the things they used to do. If you had mm-hmm. a friend that used to text you at a particular time of day or they would send you certain type of messages or they would send you memes or whatever like love language that you had yeah. and you shared with that friend. The minute that you see that start to shift or they get quiet, that's when that's a huge sign. That things are shifting. That silence yeah. is like loud. loud. It speaks so loud. Wow. Yeah. I want to ask you another quick question mm-hmm. because you brought up something earlier about birthdays, right? Mm-hmm. About people going to your birthdays. Now, as we know, birthdays is not a game when it Baby. comes to friendships. Okay. These birthdays are tearing apart. Homes, happy homes. <laughs> it's not a game, right? You didn't come to my birthday dinner. That means you hate me. We're not friends. Oh, We're no. done, right? What do you feel about the expectations around birthdays in general? I feel like a lot of people don't know their friends for real. You don't mm-hmm. know your friends enough to know whether or not they're going to be able to make it, you know? And I think capacity is everything. I know my friends who got it, and mm-hmm. I know my friends who don't. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a problem when I know you have the capacity to be there and to show up and to do things, and you don't, as opposed to the ones who really don't have it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't show up to my birthday dinner, it, because, okay, let's say you're a, bi- a businesswoman, mm-hmm. or you're married, or you have kids, or s- so many things going on. I understand that. Yeah. So you may not be able to come to my birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can understand that because guess what? That type of friend who has all that stuff going on will make time for you. So they'll find another day to celebrate you on your birthday. Hey, I won't be able to make it to the dinner, but what you're doing on this day, I want to take you out. It's our day. Yeah, That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you just straight up not show up and you have the capacity to, you're showing me something, you mm-hmm. know? Or if you're the friend who does, you don't have the money for the four or five star restaurant, you don't have the time, or you're going through a divorce, or you're going through a mental health issue because you're depressed in this season. Mm-hmm. I have to understand that. I know my friend, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be there for you. There was a, um, a clip, since we were talking about Insecure earlier, mm-hmm. in the beginning, where it was her birthday, but she's consoling her friend on her birthday. You know, that's what friends are for. She understood her friend. And I think the minute we know who we have in our circle for real, we won't take it so personal. As I shows love up. that, knowing yeah. your friend. Mm-hmm. So that happened to me with a friend of mine. We were really close since college, and I didn't make it to one of her um, birthday dinners. Um, and this was like a year after my father had passed away. Mm-hmm. And a year, like a year had gone by, but I was still so like drained and emotionally mm-hmm. out of it. Um and that day was just different for me. Like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't get out the bed that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I text her and I let her know, like, hey, sis, I just can't get out the bed. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling great. Um, you know, let's get together soon. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll make it up to you. So I ended up sending, like, flowers to her house and balloons and a gift and things like that. But I still don't think it sufficed in her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and shortly after, we just stopped. She, we ceased communication. Like, she mm-hmm. stopped talking to me. And when I text her that day, she kind of was, like, short with me. Like, yeah, okay. You know, you can't make it. All right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. Um, but I say all that to say, I think 
knowing your friend is so important. I like that point because I had never missed any of her birthday events Mm -hmm. ever prior to that. Like for decades, you know what I mean? Like we have been friends for a long time. And so the one time that I didn't make her birthday, it was like, it was like the end of the world for our friendship. So um, Mm -hmm. knowing your friend is very, very important. So important. So let's get into some of these listener questions. We Mm -hmm. have a friendship expert in the building. (laughs) So we want to make sure that we get all the information we can. Mm -hmm. So one of our listeners from San Diego says... How can we continue to pour into each other's cups to ensure that we get what we need out of our friendships? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, deciphering the seasons that all of your friends are in are, is important. Like discernment is so important in friendship. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have to know your friends, but you also have to be able to discern what season they're in. So mm-hmm. what I needed last year you might have been able to give that to me. Yeah. Next year, I might need something completely different. You know, 100%. for instance, I'm on my health journey now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my friends are there for me in this season. They're like fasting with me. They're juicing Yay. with me. They're, you know, chiming in. They're like, I can't do the whole 90, but I might do, you know, 20 here and there. I'll come mm-hmm. in and I'll, I'll work out with you. Those type of things. That's what I need in this mm-hmm. season. I need that type of support. But once you realize like what your friends need in a particular season, you can decide on how to pour. Yeah. And it may not be your season to pour. We got to be okay with that for all the givers out there. Ooh. All the givers. You got the givers friends that keep giving and giving and giving. You cannot give to the point where you're depleted. Mm. You have to know when it's time to receive as well. So in some seasons, you're going to receive and you're going to allow your friends to pour into you. And in other seasons, you're going to pour into them. You just don't know when you're going to need each other. And I think that's what makes friendship so beautiful. Because the minute that you thought that you needed them... The next minute they need you. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so beautiful. I've had moments where I had, I call them back burner friends. Or they're like people that I may not speak to every every day. Mm-hmm. I may not see them every day, but we have a good enough bond that when we do speak, it's magical. Yeah. And then they'll just pop up in one of my seasons and be like, I'm going to support you here. I'm going to be here for you, be here for you in this moment while you're going through this breakup. When I lost 35 of those friends at that birthday dinner and the next year I had only two I had a back burner friend that came out of nowhere that was supportive, that yeah. consoled me through that season. It's because she saw an opportunity to pour. Yeah. Look for the opportunities. Look for the gaps. Okay, can I help her here? She needs some administrative help. Maybe she needs to be a little bit more disciplined. Maybe she needs words of affirmation in the season more than ever. Maybe mm-hmm. she needs a hug. Hmm. Some people just need a hug, y'all, wow. or a listening ear. Can you like read your friends and see what they need? And that's what keeps the friendship going, and that's what keeps the ship sailing. That's great advice. Ask ask the next question. Next question. So this has to do with friend breakups that we just talked about. She said, I recently broke up with a friend, and I'm having a lot of difficulty with it. I miss our meetups, our text conversations, and all the fun we have, but I know things ending was for the best. How do I move on and properly mourn this dead friendship? So good. I love this question because I have this thing that I I teach um, my clients when it comes to uh, grieving Mm -hmm. friendships because we grieve friendships, right? We think that you know, just losing people in general, like real life, is the only form of grieving. But you can grieve someone who's still alive. Yes. Right? Oh, my God. And so and sometimes it's like worse, worse. because yes. they're still walking around and you yeah. still see them on Instagram. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 So grieve them for I have three G's. Grieve, growth and get rid of it. 
right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to grieve for real. Instead of like getting out of the friendship and being like, oh, they weren't really my friend. We love to tell us ourselves yeah. that. Oh, that wasn't really my friend. Or they ain't my friend no Gaslighting more. Gaslighting yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yourself. Like, right. don't do that. Grieve. Grieve the friendship. Recognize what you loved about the friendship. Recognize what it brought to your life. Recognize what you felt like you lost. Like, have that whole process of grieving. Like, I had to grieve, learn how to properly grieve the friendships I lost for, like, the past five years. And then I grew. And the growth comes from picking out the lessons. Mm. Realizing, you know what? I, I did this in that friendship. I'm not going to do that in my next friendship. Yeah. Or I'm not going to allow this to happen. I'm not going to be as patient or give too much grace in this area because I know that can burn me. Mm -hmm. Like learning yourself, like friendship becomes an opportunity to sharpen you and show you yourself in the mirror. Because when it ended, you're like, okay, this person did this to me, but I allowed them to do it. Yeah. Where are my boundaries? Wow. Where did I stop and like, okay, evaluate the situation? What can I do different? And the thing is, we do this in romantic relationships. Yeah. Like, we're like, Ooh, I ain't gonna have oh, my next man ain't gonna be yeah. like this. He ain't finna be broke this time <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, and I ain't finna do this, and I'm not finna. You set all these boundaries until you find the love of your life. Yeah. It's the same thing in friendship. What did you learn? How can you grow? If you're that friend that just wasn't talking, wasn't communicating, how are you going to work on your communication skills in this season? Mm -hmm. If you had an attitude, how are you going to work on Because they told you what was wrong. Yeah. We act like we, we yeah, read the text. Go read the text. Go read the text you? back. Did they tell you what's up? Got real. What's up? Got real. Because it's the it, you know it's in the details. Go read it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and we try to ignore what people say about us because we have our own thoughts about people. Mm -hmm. So we try to blame everything on everyone else. But growth is really realizing what I could change. What what do I have control of? And so in that season, you grieve, you grow, and then you get rid of it. You get mm -hmm. rid of. All the doubt. You get rid of what you thought you lost because I truly believe that if you had a friend in one season, God has another friend for you in another season. And the more and more you hold on to those thoughts and you keep replaying the whole friendship in your mind, you're inhibiting yourself from meeting new people. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, even if you do meet someone and you feel like you're still being a social person, you still got walls up. Yeah, because now you're you still, feeling like... Yeah. You have trust issues. That's and yeah. am I really a good friend? And yeah. is this going to happen again? Yeah. And those and people of have things. to walk on eggshells because of what you've been through. Yeah. And I'm the type of person, when I meet someone, I, I'm not going to try and prove to you yeah, that I'm better than everybody yeah, else. You don't yeah. need, no, be no, your no, friend. No, I'm going to be myself. Yeah. And you have to trust that I'm going to be the best friend that I could be to you in the moment, mm -hmm. you know? And that's why it's so important we go through that getting rid of it phase because we want to allow and make the space, the room and space for the new friends and new people that are coming and not having them walk on eggshells because of what we've been, wow. been through. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I, mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I think it's important to realize it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. It's not a light switch. It's not just like, oh, yeah. we're not my friend. You're not my friend no more. Like, I'm going to just go about life. There are going to be some gaps, right? Mm -hmm. The routines you used to used to go through, they're going to be different. Mm -hmm. So the same thing it's, in a relationship, right? We start working out after it ends. And we on. start, you know, yeah. like, you got to do what you got to do. And mm -hmm. speaking of, like, the grief process, mm -hmm. because I did lose my father, but I also lost a good friend of mine. Yeah. And so there were similarities. It was like, you know how you try to pick up the phone to call somebody who, mm -hmm. who passed away? It's yeah. the same thing with your yeah. friend that you lost. It's like, oh, I need to call... And it's like, mm. I can't call her no more. Right. You know what I mean? So that feeling and just readjusting to the new normal yeah. is something that you have to do. Um, but I think to your point, 
it does take a lot of self-reflection also a lot of self-reflection and realizing how I showed up in the relationship Mm -hmm. um, the things that I need to change um, I think is a major part of it as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we like to point the finger oh she didn't do this Mm -hmm. or she's the you know she I like to tell people when we went in this relationship um, in particular I said look it just ain't work out yeah we weren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. And whatever that page is, you mm-hmm. know, we'll find out later on down the line. <laughs> but we just were not on the same page, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not at the same points in, in life right now. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Do you want to read some of the um, the things you wrote down? Okay. Yeah, so you pretty much hit the nail on the head with mm-hmm. a lot of it. But mm-hmm. one that I that really helped me with my friendship breakups was reaching out for support. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to realize that this friend who I broke up with, right, mm-hmm. they were like everything. Like I was on the phone with them all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't do that to all of my other friends, right? Yeah. You know, same thing if you get out of a relationship with a man and you start calling yeah. your friends every five minutes and now they're like, okay, like, <laughs> you got to keep that in mind. But also, you know, like, like using that support system, using your friends, using your family, mm-hmm. you know, because they're there for you and also seeking help. Yeah, you know therapy yeah, is therapy also support. an option. Yeah. Um. So like I like I said, you you really hit the nail on the head, and I think it's just a part of life. You mm-hmm. know, as we as you evolve through friendships mm-hmm. and you evolve through friends, this is just something you're gonna hit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's a part of life, and it's okay. Yeah. And you'll and meet I new think, people. And I think too, um, part of that you know self awareness portion is you know meditating with yourself, praying. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. prayer helped me, and um, one thing that also helped is me praying for the people that I lost. Uh-huh. And that's a that's a good thing because it puts you in a place of positivity and you mm-hmm. wanting the best for them. Yeah. Like yeah. praying that the best comes their way. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we break up with people, we typically <laughs> would wish the the, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's gonna see me. That, no, 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 no. Like really it the, a way to get over that type of grief is um praying for them, mm-hmm. wishing them well and thanking them for p- playing the part that they did play. Because mm-hmm. they came into your life. There was at some point that was a good friend of you. Yeah. You thought yeah. they were a good friend. Real talk. They were. Mm-hmm. So appreciate that moment that they gave you. Whatever it was at that moment, they were there for you. They may not be on the same path with you now and they had to jump ship and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But appreciate them and praying that whatever journey they're on is is better you know even for the next friends and the next people that they meet mm-hmm. you know that they grow in that area because i'm pretty yeah. sure they learned from you too yeah i told the friend that i broke up with i told her i said listen i don't have anything malicious exactly. to say to you i said mm-hmm. i'm praying for you mm-hmm. i said and i'm going to continue to pray for you i don't have yeah. anything else malicious to say to you yeah because we were we did get in like a, a, a back and forth at some point and i was like you know what this isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do this with you anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just praying for your peace mm-hmm. and your healing. And I hope you're doing the same for me. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, but the, que- the question is now, right? You might have been friends with somebody for a decade. Everybody knows <laughs> that you all hang out with each other. Oh, honey. Now, now people got questions. What's your response? You know, if somebody asks you, what what's going on with you and so-and-so? That's great. And so-and-so? That's a great How do you respond to that she's good. question? She's good. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing well. Um, We're on different paths now. And it depends on who's asking, right? Like, certain people that I just, they they knew us. They knew yeah. they knew. So I, I might give them a little bit more detail. But um, for the most part, 
you know, no backlashing online, mm-hmm. no subliminals, no no, no makes, yeah. you know, and the very most, maybe an unfollow, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And if it's toxic, block. But, you know, most for me, I don't really block people, but for most, maybe an unfollow if it's just for my grieving process, because mm-hmm. sometimes we do have to let go completely. Um, but yeah, and, and let me tell you something. People be knowing. Mm-hmm. They be yeah. knowing. They see the shift and they see what's going on. They're just being nosy. Y'all just not friends anymore. Yeah. You know? It's and it just happens. not there. It yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. All right. We can go on and on with yes. this conversation because it's such a good conversation. Yes. But where <laughs> can people find you if they want to learn more about how to be a real friend, a good friend, and be in pure friendship? Yes, yes, yes. So you can follow me on Instagram, Pure Friendships, mm-hmm. at Pure Friendships. On Facebook, I'm a little more wordy there because that's where all my readers are. So I, I'm a writer. I love to write. So you can find me on uh, on Facebook, The Friendship Enthusiast. And yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, listeners. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning into our episode of the Friendly Black Girls podcast. Until next time, remember that being a good sister will keep you blessed and having a good sister is a blessing. Yes. Cheers, Cheers to that. Cheers Bye. to that. Bye. Bye.